due to the graphic nature of this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Episodes may include discussion of abuse, murder, sexual assault, and other incidents that some people may find offensive. We'd advise extreme caution for children under 13. July 21st, 2008 was when it first began. Terror crept over the quiet village of Opawatta. Fear was in the air. A discovery had been made. A discovery of a body. I'm Stephanie Hurft, an investigative journalist and true crime enthusiast. Every Tuesday, I'll be taking a deeper look into some of the most famous and infamous true crime mysteries that took place right here in Sri Lanka. From serial killers to love stories that ended in gruesome deaths to even exorcism and the occult, this show leaves no stone unturned in sharing the most gruesome true crime stories to come from this island we call home. Unsolved, bone-chilling, murders that will have you screaming. This is Murder, She Cried, an original podcast from Paradigm. Residents of Kahavatta Kotaketana found the body of 56-year-old Selama Mariamma raped and strangled to death. Selama was known throughout Kahavatta to be mentally unsound. Her death sent shockwaves through the entire population of Kotaketana. Who was responsible for such a heinous crime? A suspect was wrongfully arrested. Not much is known about who this suspect is, other than his case was postponed in 2014 and he was being held in remand. Little did they know, the unsettling death of Selama was the first to trigger a series of gruesome murders throughout the district of Ratnapura. November of 2008, Aryavati, aged 52, was last seen on her way to her sister's residence. Her disappearance prompted her family to look for her. This search party found Aryavati, but it was too late. She was found buried near the Kotaketana Lake. She had been brutally raped and stabbed to death. The police arrested four suspects and took them in for questioning. Yet, they were soon released due to a lack of evidence. Although both unsettling murders happened mere months apart, within the same jurisdiction, 
Authorities did not suspect the two murders to be linked. It would be two years until the killer struck again. On June 24, 2010, 48-year-old Bebinona was attacked by a strange man while bathing in a nearby stream. Bebinona, like Aryavati, was raped, strangled to death and lured into a watery grave. Her body was found dumped in a river. One suspect is arrested and remanded. In December of the same year, 2010, 88-year-old Heen Menika from Dimbuluvala is attacked and killed. She was raped and her body displayed deep wounds made by sharp instruments. After the fourth death in the same village was when the police first latched onto the possibility that these unsettling deaths could be linked. The victims were all single elderly women who lived alone, who were sexually assaulted and brutally attacked. Their bodies were all found near or dumped inside the Kotaketana Lake. In January 2011, the police made an arrest. A 29-year-old coconut plucker who confessed to three murders. However, investigations and medical opinions whilst he was in remand suggested that his claims were untrue. He had a history of psychological trauma that made him admit to these crimes he did not commit. The biggest giveaway that he was innocent was when the killings resumed in April of 2011. This time around, the killer had changed his M.O. to throw the police off. On April 23, 2011, 66-year-old Karunavati is attacked. Her body is dragged from the scene of crime onto a bed which was soon set ablaze. The same thing happened to 88-year-old Heen Menika on May 20th of 2011. Heen Menika was killed in her sleep. Her body torched as the killer escaped through the bedroom window. On June 20th, 2011, the killer attacks 54-year-old Jayanti Menika while she was on her way home from the weekly market. She, like his past victims, was sexually assaulted 
prior to being murdered. 2012 again saw both an escalation in victims and a change in the perpetrator's method of murder. And this is when Kahavata saw a terrifying rise, not only in murders committed by the said killer, but in murders committed by copycat killers from this village. Individuals who would kill their neighbors in personal disputes and blame it on the village serial killer. The copycat killers committed crimes so brutal, so heinous, that the story of their victims deserve a whole other episode. On May 31st of 2012, the killer struck again. Two sisters who lived together, 51-year-old Dayavati and 52-year-old Tilakavati, were found dead in their burned-down home. Yet, the police, however, weren't sure if it was an accident or murder. On October 31st, 2012, 66-year-old Chandravati is found murdered in her home in Varapitiya, a village close to Kahavatta. She is found dead inside her house with wounds on her body bearing the mark of a sharp weapon. In 2013, the murders suddenly stopped and the killer seemed to be on hiatus. No murders or attempted attacks were recorded. During this time, the police got real busy. They put their full efforts into trying to catch their culprit. They reached out to the Department of Gene Tech Molecular Diagnostic Research to help them in their investigation. In early 2015, the Gene Tech Molecular Diagnostic Research Institute presented the police with a profile from the DNA samples that were collected at all these crime scenes. DNA samples confirmed that the killer was present at four crime scenes, linking him to six murders. These samples did not match any of the copycat killers. But in October of 2015, the police finally found a match. September 2015 was when the Kotaketana killer would make his comeback. Little did he know this was the murder that would be the smoking gun. They needed to find out who was responsible. 
on September 28, 2015, the mutilated body of 48-year-old Nadun Papu is found in a tea estate in Upavatta. She was hit on the head with a heavy object, causing internal hemorrhaging in the brain, and five serious stab wounds were found on her body. The hemorrhaging was caused by a heavy object she was being assaulted with. The murder of Nadun Papu played a huge role in catching the killer. The biological samples found at the crime scene of Nadun Papu, the final murder, matched their DNA sample. Nine suspects were sent in for DNA testing for the murder of Nadun Papu. If found guilty by the courts, this suspect would be the first convicted serial killer to be arrested in Sri Lanka. So who was responsible for luring over 13 vulnerable women to their graves in the village of Kahavatta Kotaketana? 35-year-old family man and resident of Kotaketana, Neil Lakshman. Neil Lakshman was married with three children and didn't really fit into the general stereotype the CID had in mind. The villagers were in shock. They never expected the quiet, innocent-faced Neil Lakshman to be who they were supposed to be afraid of for so long, the infamous Kotaketana killer. Neil Lakshman's desire to kill rooted from a childhood incident where he was mocked by an elderly woman, thus igniting his ambition to kill elderly women who matched her description. Upon investigation, it was said that Neil, who targeted older single women, would watch these women for months, premeditating murder, planning on when to strike. It was said that a billhook and a pointed knife were his weapons of choice which was why all his victims were said to be severed by a sharp object. Neil Lakshman, pure evil in human form, had quietly infiltrated himself into society so he could strike when his neighbor least expected it, leaving devastation in his wake. It was a disturbing seven years for the residents of Kotaketana who are said to still live in fear despite the killer being 
behind bars. Neil Lakshman's court proceedings are still in progress. How will Neil Lakshman pay for his sins? Only time will tell. His actions even influenced several other individuals in the village. Copycat killers who murdered in order to pin the blame on their village kingpin. Tune in to next week's episode for more on the horrors that terrorized the quiet village of Kotaketana. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week as we bring you a brand new true crime. If you like this show, follow at Paradigm Podcast on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. Murder, she cried. Hosted by Stephanie Herft is a Paradigm original. It's executive produced by Zeeshan Akram Jabir. Podcast cover art by Randita Philip with production assistance by Rajit Maligaspe. This episode of Murder, She Cried was researched, written and fact-checked by Stephanie Herft. To hear more from me, follow me at Steffi Herft on Instagram and TikTok. The source material for all episodes on this podcast comes from a team of researchers who use publicly available information and verified accounts from people who were alive during the said period. If you would like to get in touch, please write to info at paradigm.com.